John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Hey Kevin We were were like, who's going to say the first word? Who's going to do it? We both took a deep breath, looked at each other and John went. It was me. And and hello, by the way. Thank you for saying hi to me. Hello to you as well, John. It's um, it's very late on the. Uh, well, you're not on the East Coast, but you're in Eastern Standard Time. This is true. I'm I'm, I'm about as far west as you can get and still be Eastern. <laughs> uh, John John was gracious enough to push back our normal record time. We record on Sundays. We try not to mention too many um, like topical things going on, timely things, but the reason that he's we're recording late is because there was a Dodger game today and um, they lost, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> so he John agreed like, okay, well, we can do it after the game. And it looked like it was going to go to extra innings. And then the Braves won it in a walk-off. They've won two walk-off games in a row for games one and two. And uh, by the time this airs, who knows where the series will be. So I'm not gonna, I guess I won't right. get too into that. But I will say I have hope for my Dodgers still. And... Um, and luckily, it's also uh, related to this episode. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, I mean, of all the episodes that we were recording, yeah, it, it, it seems almost fitting that, you know, we, we postponed our recording because of something that could be affecting the World Series, which is yes. your topic for tonight. That's what so. I'm quizzing you on is the World Series and the Dodgers right. are in the... NLCS, which for those of you who aren't familiar with baseball, that's National League Championship Series. If they win this best of seven, then they go to the World Series where they'll play a best of seven series. So that's the stakes are high for me as a big Dodger mm-hmm. fan right now. This is this is the one time a year, October, when playoff baseball is where I'm just like, I got to work my life around the Dodgers. So, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say, you know, and the Cubs, you know, they just ended in the regular season like normal. So. Oh, Cubbies. Yeah, yeah. John being as far west as you can while still being in Eastern Standard Time is, uh, is, a, is a Cubs fan. I will say, no, if, you, if you're not enjoying the baseball talk, no fear, because <laughs> that will only be half of the conversation today. I am doing That's the true. World Series. The reason I did the World Series is because John is doing a book series, and I am mm-hmm. a terrible reader, so I don't have a book series. <laughs> I went with World Series. What are you doing, John? Uh, the series Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a big series. In all honesty, it's been probably the book that I've read the most times, oh. which is saying something because it is a massively big book. There's a whole lot of pages, a whole lot of it words. It does. It does have a whole lot of pages. Are there pictures? Uh, no. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. That's a lot I, of pages. I, I, oh, I, I take that back. There are some maps in it. Ooh. Is that a question and, on the quiz? No, no, no. <laughs> um, I almost made this a question on the quiz, though. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know about Dune. It is to science fiction what the Lord of the Rings is to fantasy. It's a massive, you know, the author just created this entire universe and there's just so much to it. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a really good book. And the movie that was supposed to come out a year ago is finally coming out this week. Yes. And so I'll be watching it at home first, probably, and then hopefully going down to the Indiana State Museum and watching it on the IMAX theater. Oh, that's probably the way it's meant to be seen, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and that's exactly why we're doing that this week mm-hmm. because the the movie's coming out. World Series is about a week and a half, two weeks away. So everything yep. is very timely with what we're doing. Um, it is. 
And uh, we'll get into quiz right after we tidy some things up. Tidy up before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Uh, so I know we don't have we don't have a ton of tidy ups today. I wanted to bring one. Well, first of all, we don't have any new patrons. We are on Patreon, so that just right. always always nice to give a shout out to all of our patrons, those who sign up. And um, and fun fact, we are posting a pre show, and you can get uh, you can get all kinds of fun stuff there. So the only mm-hmm. play like like for example, if you listen to last week's pre show, you you know that I'm currently emailing with with a with a joggler about mm-hmm. potentially getting him on the show that I'm very excited about. That's not what my tidy up was though, but that's just a quick plug for uh, lack of genius or patreon.com slash lack of genius if you want to sign up to be a patron of ours. The one sort of tidy up I had, I, re- I remembered I wanted to tell a story during the cornhole episode. It's, it's something I do on all of my walks that is the closest mm-hmm. thing to regular cornhole participation. Every time, I, I, and I'm curious if anybody else does this, so if anybody else can relate to this, please shoot us an email, hit us up on um, on socials, whatever it might be. I walk a dog, I pick up the dog's poo in a bag, I hold it in my hand, and mm-hmm. as I'm walking, it's kind of just naturally swinging front to back. And then on trash day, there are open trash cans, especially on days after it's already been picked up because the lids are wide open. And as I approach it, I always <laughs> give it a toss. And I always look behind me and to the left and right because if there's somebody there, I don't want to like, I don't want them to be like, is that guy throwing dog poo all over the place? But I usually do pretty good at that, which is why I thought I was going to be good at cornhole. But uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I've got an update from a challenge that I, I put out last week. Oh, um, because remember last week we celebrated the fact that we hit a thousand listen- listens. Yes, that took us almost four months, give or take. And so I challenged you know us to get to a thousand listens in half that time, I think, in two months. Yeah, and we're already a tenth of the way there. So. Yeah, one tenth. Woo! We'll get a one tenth birthday cake. Is what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to take a quiz or two. Lack of Genius Podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby, it's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby, it's quiz time. One thing I didn't say to you, John, in the intro is I literally have no clue what happens in dune i have no reference point there's nothing about the story okay well and it's yeah and i kind of i was like should i tell john that but i was like no i'm not gonna tell him that's the whole point is to prove how much genius i lack on it (laughs) but it's funny because you know when like star wars movies come out or i'm trying lord of the rings Mm -hmm. i at least have a reference point for okay this takes place i i don't know if it takes place in real modern time on this planet the only thing i picture is sand a lot of sand because of a dune and then i don't even know if there's sand in the story but um (laughs) that's why i'm really excited about this quiz because i have no I i have very little genius why don't you ask the first question in in celebration of dune why don't we jump right in with dune question one (laughs) okay and what year was the book dune first published Ah. 1965 1943 
1981 mm. or 1974? Ooh, it's gonna be a little bit of a, a shot in the dark here. I I do know, you know, considering that it's sci-fi. I mean, all these eras, the 40s, the 60s, the 70s, and then the early 80s, all of them have a sci-fi. I, I'm not. I'm tempted to not choose the earliest one. When the question was presented, 1965 is what jumped out at me because that seemed kind of old, but I was like, ooh, I, mm -hmm. bet, you, I bet you that it does have that history to it. And, I, you know, again, I don't know, man. I could sit here and come up with reasons all day long, but it's, it's what popped out to me, and I'm going to go with my gut and say 1965. You are correct. Hot start for Kevin. Was uh, first published in 1965. It also, this was something that a lot of science fiction has done. And I, I'm sure other genres did this as well in the past, but this was actually published as serials in a magazine. Oh. So the book itself is kind of split into three books, kind of like the Lord of the Rings was. Uh -huh. um, and each book was published separately in a magazine over a few months. Oh, so like three, were there three separate publishings in the magazine or were there a right. bunch of, a bunch, okay, got it. In yeah. Three so, parts. so yeah, it was kind of like, you know, a, th a three part episode in a, in a TV show, you know, one each week. Cool. It was kind of like that, but I think it was like monthly. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, analog was the magazine. Analog magazine. And that, that was right. in 65 or it was, but that happened before. And then in 65, that was before 65. And then, then it was published in 1965. The, the author, Frank Herbert, he decided he wanted it to be all one book. Um, okay. And so then he put it together and got it published. Got it. That's so, cool, man. Yeah. I mean, and within science fiction, there's soft and hard sci-fi. Oh, um, Dune kind of falls in between. There are definitely hard elements of sci-fi, like so like the spaceships and the technology and things like that. Mm -hmm. But in general, those don't necessarily steer the story a whole lot. And that's actually one of the reasons why I will, and I know we'll probably get hate, I'll get hate for this. <laughs> I will argue that Star Wars is not sci-fi. Oh my goodness, John. We're we're turning your mic off and we're <laughs> kicking you out of here i that in, in you, my mind that is more of a fantasy than sci-fi interesting yeah all right well you've just you've just said some very controversial stuff and i don't know how much longer our podcast is going to be on the air after that but, but we'll keep moving forward while we have the time while we still have the airspace sounds good so i got the first first one right here's your first question on the world series john which team has the longest current drought since winning a world series is it the Cleveland Indians, the Seattle Mariners, the San Diego Padres, or the Detroit Mechanics? Well, I know it's not the Detroit Mechanics. <laughs> Why is that? Who, who are the Detroit Mechanics? Because that's an ultimate team. <laughs> and and the, the professional baseball team for the MLB in Detroit is the Tigers. That's true. Yes. I just, Detroit Mechanics are just the butt of all of our jokes now, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, because they never win. True. And if memory serves, I feel like Cleveland won not too long ago. I think it's the Padres. Honestly, I think that's something I remember hearing in the past year or two. So is that what you're going to go for? That's what I'm going with. Okay. San Diego Padres is incorrect. Ah. Sorry. So is it Cleveland? It is Cleveland. Your memory of the Indians is probably that they played the Cubs in the World Series. Um, oh, that's right. Let me make sure. Yeah. 
the and the question is since winning a World Series, not since being in one. So the in what was interesting is in 2016 when the Indians and Cubs met, the two teams with the longest droughts of a World Series were playing each other. The Cubs that had been 108 years, I think it is. Yeah, and something the, like that. The Indians at that time, uh, the the Indians are the most. It's it's now been 73 years since the Indians have won a World Series. That was in 1948, the last time they won. Now, the other two teams that I listed, San Diego Padres and Seattle Mariners, the Padres have the fourth longest drought. The Mariners have the fifth longest drought. So so they are they are droughted teams. Uh, just for a quick top five, Indians have the longest, then the Texas Rangers, then the Milwaukee Brewers, then the Padres and the Mariners. So, okay. and you have been hearing a lot about the Padres lately because they had a really good team this year and there was a lot of hype about they could be World Series contenders. And then unfortunately, they didn't even make the playoffs. So... Well, there you go. Indians with the longest drought. So you missed the first one, 0 for 1. I am 1 for 1, and I'm, I'm ready to get back into Dune. <laughs> so in what state was Frank Herbert inspired by the moving sands? Ooh, I was right about the sand, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or what are my choices? Your choices are Nevada, mm-hmm. California, Oregon, or New Mexico. Okay, yeah, and the moving moving sands is in is in quotes, so that's uh, mm-hmm. that's taken directly from what inspired him. All right, I mean, all all of the like Oregon does have a ton of desert. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, but a lot of its eastern part of its state is desert. But it doesn't come to mind immediately. My guess would be that it's one of the other three: California, Nevada, or New Mexico. Fun fact: the first time I ever went to an actual sand dune was in Michigan of all mm-hmm. places. And, um, it was when I was at Manchester and, uh, the, the girl, my girlfriend at the time that I was dating who went to Manchester and some friends, we did a, a little camping trip up to the sand dunes in Michigan. So, well, um, and the sand dunes in Indiana are actually now a national park. Oh, cool. So, and this might've been the same one. Cause it was, I remember it was mm-hmm. like right over the border. It was, yeah. you know, okay. Moving sands. Uh, I mean, I've definitely, uh, you know, what I picture is a lot of wind going by, blowing the sand in the desert. Nevada has a ton of desert. California has a ton. So does New Mexico. I really want to choose New Mexico. It's a beautiful state. Ah, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to choose New Mexico. Final answer. Incorrect. What do we got? Oregon. It was Oregon. God, see, so it was it was the trick one in a little bit of a ways. <laughs> in, a, in a way. Um, yeah. But in the 1950s, there was a lot of dunes that were actually causing issues. And so the United States Department of Ag was attempting to actually use grass to stabilize it. Oh, like plant um, grass where there were dunes? Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Try to reclaim the dunes, you know, put nutrients back into this, into it, and it would become soil. But Frank Herbert happened to be there to write an article about it. And, and you know, in talking with his publisher, he mentioned how, you know, the dunes could swallow whole cities, lakes, and, and, and so on. Oh. And the article actually never got published as an article. It since got published in books related to the Dune series. Okay. But all the research and everything that he did on Dunes for the article sparked an interest in ecology and deserts and how just because it's a desert doesn't mean that there isn't life there um, and how they actually all kind of work together. And it's actually one of the big themes in Dune is ecology. Um, really? And, mm-hmm. and, and is it just sort of this idea that, yeah, you may think of it as a desolate, dry, sandy place, but there's life here. Exactly. Wow. And this is something I should have said beforehand. I mean, I kind of, but Frank Herbert is the author, right? And I think you said that yes. earlier, right? He's yeah, the author yeah. of Dune. He, yeah. he is the author of some of the books. 
Okay. Um, and then after he died, his son, along with someone else, actually have continued the story. Oh. And, and just like J.R.R. Tolkien with Lord of the Rings and his son, Herbert fleshed out so much of the universe that his oh. son was able to then take what he had already fleshed out and then build off of that. That's cool. I love that his son took over, that it stayed in the family. And that, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think if I was a really big fan of something like that, I, that's almost the only way I'd want it to be right. if it was still in the family, yeah. you know? Yeah. So the Dunes in Oregon was one big influence. Another supposed influence was mushrooms, like psilocybin, magic mushrooms. That's, yeah, that's, that influenced a lot of stuff in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's according to um, a famous mycologist uh, named Paul Stamets, where if you're a fan of Star Trek with the newer shows, that's actually a name of a character who's named after that mycologist. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. So. Nice, man. Well, mushrooms saved the day again. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I missed that one by choosing New Mexico. So I am now one for two and you are trying to tie me up here on mm -hmm. question number two about the World Series. And the question is, oh, yes, it's a picture of me. And in fact, I've decided, John, that I'm going to use this picture in the show artwork. So you would now have a <laughs> reference point. The picture that you're seeing in the artwork, the question is true or false. The photo below of Kevin was taken prior to the longest World Series game of all time. Is that true or is that false? May I ask what year this picture was taken? Oh, um, yeah, sure. You can ask that. This was taken in 2018. Okay, so three years ago. You are wearing a sweater, so I assume <laughs> that it's fall. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to remember back to social media days. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, when I was actually posting, when I was actually yeah. on social media. This picture was on social media. You may have even double tapped it, John. It's possible. <laughs> I'm going to say true. You're going to say true. The answer is true. You're correct. Hey, hey. That is right. Well done. This was taken on... October 26, 2018. This and it's not just any old sweater. This is a this is a Dodger cardigan. It's it got, is. It's got yes. little buttons. It's my prized possession. I can't. That was probably the most commented on thing from this picture. And in fact, um, at Dodger games, there's a um, Mary Hart is a famous uh, actress, and she sits right behind home plate most of the season and wears this exact same <laughs> cardigan. And I've never been able to note. You can't find it online. My uh, my best friend Dan. And he found this at a thrift store many years ago and bought it for me. Everybody always asked me where I got it. So I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm bragging about my sweater. Um, it wasn't that cold. It was just, I needed to wear my good luck sweater. <laughs> and yeah, this game was against the Red Sox. It went 18 innings. So not only is it the longest game innings wise going 18 innings, also time wise, it was seven hours and 20 minutes. My brother and I went to it. We bought tickets up in the reserve section for an absurd amount of money. We got there early. We found seats in the field section and nobody ever came for their seats. So we got to take the whole game in from the field section. And not only that, we literally got two games worth. We got a full game is nine innings. We got double that. Right. We got 18 innings. It was very cool. That was actually the only game that the Dodgers won in the series. Um, it made it a two to one series. And then the Red Sox mm -hmm. won the next two games, unfortunately. Okay. You got it right. You you tied me up one for two. Yep, We are tied. You ready for your next one, which happens to be a true false? Oh, yeah. All right. So true or false? The original publisher. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this. So I'm going to go with Chilton. Chilton sounds oh, right. Yeah. Chilton Publishing only printed auto repair manuals before <laughs> Dune. I love it, man. Um, yeah, it's a little tricky because 
at you, John, as the writer of this question, could get very mm-hmm. nitpicky. It could be that they printed auto repair manuals and cookbooks, you know, whatever. Right. It could be that they only published two things, but this says they only published auto repair manuals. So it could be it could be really tricky like that. And and you know, even the way you talked about, you know, it was originally in magazines, and maybe they had to search for a publisher, and this was the cheapest way to go. And Chilton just said, "Hey, yeah, you know, let's go for it." So I'm going to say true. I'm going to say that they, they, they only printed auto repair manuals before Dune. So I, I probably should reword the question. They were better known for only publishing okay. auto repair manuals. But yes, it's true. That's correct. All right. So they may have printed other stuff. Like you weren't trying to trick me with like. No, the, I wasn't. Yeah, like yeah. they're famous for trade magazines and auto manuals. Okay. Got so, it. Got it. I mean, if you don't consider a magazine a book, then, you know. Do, do people consider a magazine a book? I. I, I I don't know. As a very like non-literature person, I've never once thought that magazines and books were the same, but it's almost like the, right. is a hot dog a sandwich question, right? Kind of. Or is a taco a sandwich? And- is a taco a sandwich? But I, I'm firm on no, neither of them are sandwiches. I am for hot dogs. But you think a taco is a sandwich? You don't have to have the bun be connected for a hot dog. Yeah, but so that, that's your reasoning for why a taco is a sandwich? No. Why a hot dog is a sandwich and a taco is not. I misunderstood you. Okay, so we are, we agree on the taco. <laughs> taco is not a sandwich. That's right. a shell. It's folded together. Now you're saying because the bread on the hot dog can technically be separated, that that exactly. would qualify as a sandwich. Yeah, I get that. I'm just too like. I mean, you slice a hot dog in half. You lay it flat between two pieces of bread with some cheese and <laughs> yeah, you know, mayo and mustard and. You're right. That's a sandwich. It's not much different than bologna. And this isn't that surprising because, you know, I think you tend to be more literal than I am. And so I'm just sort of like, look, I know what a sandwich is and a hot dog's not a sandwich. But by definition, I think you're you're right in what you just said. So I get it. But I'm just I will never refer to a hot dog as a sandwich. <laughs> it's just I just won't. So I'm glad we went on that tangent. I don't even remember right? what brought the oh, so, magazine. So we were talking about publishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so you were kind of right in that, you know, after the, the book was published in the magazine serially, mm-hmm. uh, he did, you know, rework it and expanded it a little bit, but then he submitted it to more than 20 publishers okay. and each one of them actually rejected it. It was Chilton that actually was the only one that went with it. That's much like me with college. Uh, nobody took right. me except University of Laverne, and that's where <laughs> I went, baby. And the, and the funny thing is there, Dune has sold a lot of copies. Like, it is one, one of the biggest sci-fi franchises out there. Because Okay, so you say Dune is one of the biggest sci-fi books of all time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Lord of the Rings, is that sci-fi? That's fantasy. Okay, see now, like, what, yeah, what is the difference? What is the difference between sci fi and fantasy, at least in your understanding? So, the, a lot of people will com- kind of combine sci fi and fantasy mm-hmm. together, kind of as a big genre. But sci fi tends to be more, maybe not futuristic, but a, a lot of it is futuristic, forward thinking technology, lasers, and spaceships. spaceships and, okay. But, like, you know, technology plays a part of it. And in my mind, Good sci-fi takes an issue of the day and analyzes it from a different perspective. Gotcha. And so it's kind of a good way of getting people to think about an issue without realizing they're thinking about a current issue. Oh, they tricked me into thinking. Oh, that's good. And fantasy can do that. There is that in fantasy, but, you know, fantasy is like witches, wizards, dragons, that type of thing. So what's the main reason that you think Star Wars is a, is more of a fantasy? In my mind, Star Wars doesn't really tackle social issues. It's a hero mythology. Yeah. It's the classic hero story. 
Yeah. So other than kind of good, but good guy versus bad guy, there's no right. real like sort of social. Yeah. There's not. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, and that's not to say that that doesn't happen in Dune because one of the characters goes kind of through that hero arc. Okay. But there's a lot more tied into it. Okay. You ready for number three? I'm now two for three. You're one for two. Yep. And this is number three. The New York Yankees have the most World Series championships of all time with 27. Which team has the second most? Is it the Brooklyn slash Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York slash San Francisco Giants, the St. Louis Cardinals, or the Chicago Cubs? Who has the second most World Series titles? I know it's not the Cubs because I think they've won three. That is correct. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) And and being a Cubs fan, I can't think that the Cardinals have the second most. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like Um, you can't root for the evil team. Right. So, I mean, it's either Dodgers or Giants. Um, (laughs) You know which one I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't choose the Giants for the same reason that you don't want to choose the Cardinals. (laughs) I'm not giving you any hints. I'm just talking about. No, yeah, no, I I, I get that. I get that. I am very happy the Dodgers beat the Giants in a very thrilling five-game series this year. That was pretty exciting to watch. I bet it was. You know what? I, I, I'm going to just say the Dodgers. Locking in the Dodgers? Yep. That is incorrect, John. I'm sorry. And it's going to be even worse because it is the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Which is, a, which is a disappointing thing for me, too. Look, as a the Cardinals are a team that in the early 2000s, knocked out the Dodgers all the time. We lost to the Cardinals in like, I don't even remember what years it was, somewhere between 2005 and 2015. It just kept happening. And Mm -hmm. so the Cardinals, by the way, they have 11 world championships. Uh, So that kind of shows you the Yankees have 27. The next most is 11. So the Yankees have been a very dominant franchise. The Dodgers have seven World Series titles. The Giants have eight. So as a Dodger fan, I'm extra hoping that the Dodgers can get a World Series title to tie up the total between the Dodgers and Giants. Well, here's hoping. Here's open. Fingers are crossed. All right. So sorry you missed that one. You're one for three. I have a one point lead on you. Two for three. <laughs> Going into question four for Dune. What famous singer starred in the first movie adaption of oh. Dune? Your options are Roger Waters, mm-hmm. Meatloaf, <laughs> Henry Rollins, or Sting. Now, I, I will say, I, I, I'll, I'll give you a hint in that this came out in the 80s. John, I think you might have given this answer away last episode. If I did, I did. I, I think you did. And I think I even said, oh, you're giving me away too. Because you mentioned Patrick Stewart. And I think this singer is in the same version with Patrick Stewart, if I'm not, only because of what you said. And I believe, and I'm going to lock it in, I believe it's Sting. That's my final answer. Oh, I got it. Because evidently I, I have a very short term memory and forgot. But what's hilarious <laughs> is I'm, I usually have a terrible memory, but you know, right. I think the only reason that I could remember so well is because I edit the episode. And so right. I end up listening to it over and over again. Oh, you gave me one, John. <laughs> the answer is sting. Yeah. That's like an error in baseball where it's like, oh right. man, we gave him a chance to get in. This was the first one that actually made it to theaters and film. And it was Patrick Stewart and Sting in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know how the Sting? Sting and, um, I was going to say Sting and Meatloaf <laughs> one. The Sting and Patrick Stewart one turned out. Was it a hit? Was it a dud? Was it a flop? I, it was a flop. Okay. I mean, it was David Lynch directing it. So, oh, yeah, that's you know. right. That's right. You, you said that, actually. I forgot yeah. until now. But yeah. Um, I mean, and doing re- research on this, evidently, it's a decent movie if you've read the book and understand the book. It's very long. Okay. Um, and evidently, theaters actually had to provide pamphlets 
Oh, like a a dictionary, essentially, for people (laughs) to be able to understand what was happening. It's sort of like when you tell a joke, if you have to explain the joke, then it's probably not worth telling. Right. There's elements of the the 1980s movie that I really like. Being a fan of Patrick Stewart, I thought his like he did a good job playing the character that he did. Did he play Oscar Isaac's character? No, uh, oh. he actually played uh, Josh Brolin's Josh character. Josh Brolin's character. Like Are there any Halleck. singers in this one? Um, no Miley Cyrus? No, I, I mean, this one has got Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya. Oh, Zendaya, she's a singer, right? I She's yeah. an actress. I, so, I know her from Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I think she was a singer first, but I could be wrong. Jason Momoa's in it. Oh, oh, wow. They got a huge cast. Zendaya is a, she is a singer. She's an actress slash singer. So there is, she, okay. she is the so, sting of this uh, movie, uh, of this version. Yeah. By the way, um, Zendaya has a song in 2011 called Swag It Out. And I'm just going <laughs> to suggest everybody go listen to it right now. I've never heard the song before, but I, that's, I'm being mean because I'm basically making fun of that song title, but I think she's a great actress. I think and she's yeah. really good in the Spider-Man movies. All right. So I got that one right. I am three for four now. Mm-hmm. You're one for yeah. three. You got to you got to go perfect from here and hope that I missed the last one. Number four here. In 2020, the Dodgers became the first team to win a World Series without playing a single World Series game in their home ballpark. What park did they play in? Is it Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona, Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, Petco Park in San Diego, or Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas? Yeah, I'm trying to remember, because I feel like, no, it was the NBA that played at Disney. They did play in Orlando, yeah. They did their uh, bubble and their playoffs and their finals all in Orlando. And I feel like with the MLB, they were playing pretty much where they do spring training, which I know one's in Florida, like one section's in Florida, the other one's in Arizona. So it's either at Chase Field or Tropicana in my mind, the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Yeah, that's right. Grapefruit League is in uh, Florida and Florida. Cactus League Cact- is in Arizona. Yep. And I believe the Dodgers do their spring training in Florida. Is that correct? They used to. They used to be in Vero Beach, Florida, but now they're part of the Cactus League in, in Arizona. Uh, I'm going to go with Chase Field. Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. You're locking yep. it in? Mm-hmm. That is incorrect, John. I'm sorry. Uh, Chase Field is the home of the of the Arizona Diamondbacks who play in Phoenix. The correct answer was Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, which ah. you're right, is pretty random. But the MLB did do a bubble. And so the entire World Series, which was the Dodgers versus the Rays, took place in Arlington, Texas. And never before has a team not played in their home ballpark. Okay. Well, I guess you won this week, but I still have one more question. We do. Yeah. We'll see how close we get it. So we're, we both have one question left. I'm mm-hmm. trying to make it four for five. How many books are there in the whole Dune franchise? 15, 6, 21, or 10? Yeah, I have no clue. And I love it because that's a pretty broad range, 6 to 21. Okay. So we, I believe you said earlier that, what what's the author's name? Frank Herbert? Frank mm-hmm. Frank Herbert wrote something more and then his son and a, and another person who I wasn't paying attention to. I didn't say his name. <laughs> helped write more. But how many more is the question? I don't know, man. Uh, I guess because I won this episode, I have a little bit of a luxury of just taking a guess. I want to go big. I want to say 21 just because I'm, I, I, that sounds like a whole lot of books, but um, let's do it. Let's lock in 21. Correct. Oh, right. oh my gosh. That is insane. That many books. Yeah. Um, and actually the newest one came out just last month, I believe. Wow. So 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I own nine of them. 
Oh my gosh, you got some work to do, John. I do, yeah. You're not um, a true you're not a true Dune fan and you're a Star Wars hater because you think it's a fantasy tale. <laughs> I never said I didn't like Star Wars. I know, you didn't. But um no, Frank wrote six of them. Okay. Spanning from 1965 through 1985. So over 20 years he wrote six of them. Okay. And then since Around 1999, uh, his son and the other author, Kevin J. Anderson, oh. have written the other 15. Is his, is his initial J or is his middle name J? Uh, it's just the initial J. I don't uh, know if, what it stands for. but Because we all know what my middle name is, right, John? <laughs> yep, J-A-Y. J-A-Y. Did they, is this something where um, there's 21 books, a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Are they the same characters throughout the books? Are they different stories that no. take place within um, the universe? Different stories, um, okay. and some of the same characters. So Dune takes place roughly twenty thousand years in the future. Oh, you know, you know, it, it, it stems from Earth. You know, so it's humans and whatnot. It's over a period of time, but it starts off twenty thousand years in the future. It's kind of been done in trilogies with his son. Okay. Um, and so then you know, there's different types of people within Dune. There's what are known as the Bene Gesserits, which are kind of like witches. The Swordsman, which is Jason Momoa's character, is one of those. Oh, so he wields um, a sword in this movie. Jason Momoa does. He does have a sword. Yeah. Okay. My last question for you, not not about the World Series. I do have that last question, <laughs> but my last Dune related question. Do you know how tall Jason Momoa is? Uh, he's six, four, six, oh, you're, five. So you're taller than him, but he is a tall gentleman. I am. He is very I'm, tall. Well, part of the reason I ask is because John, I think you have a little Jason Momoa in you. You got the <laughs> beard, you got the hair. And I know sometimes you put your hair in that little ponytail. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, John, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put it out there. If memory serves, he was born in the Midwest. Halloween costume, <laughs> Jason Momoa or some oh. Jason Momoa character. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure he starts off in the movie beardless. Oh, no. That's a crime. It's a crime against humanity. (laughs) Well, don't shave your beard, John, whatever you do. not planning on it. do be Jason Momoa for Halloween. (laughs) I'll see if I can fit into the Aquaman suit. I would love to see you as Aquaman. I think you'd get a lot of love for that. Be like, oh, my God, it's Jason Momoa. There he is. I I think I would be better with uh, Thor from uh, the last (laughs) Avengers movie. That's Yeah. Oh, oh, that's actually very funny. We had the beer belly and, you know. That was actually yeah. so funny in those it, seeing yeah. Thor play that role. That was fantastic. Okay, last question for you, John. Pride is on the line. Um, <laughs> which of the following natural disasters postponed a World Series? Is it a hurricane, an earthquake, a tornado, or a sharknado? Earthquake. Oh, you know in it. In fact, I'm pretty sure it happened during a Dodgers game, too. <laughs> so you lock in an earthquake? Yep. That's correct, John. It's funny, when I wrote this question, I was like, he's either going to know it right off the bat or it's going to be fun to hear him debate like, well, could a hurricane have done it? Or t- Sharknado. Uh, right, I, yeah, definitely s- Sharknado. Have you seen any of those movies? No. <laughs> that was several years ago now, so I, I don't know if everybody knows that reference point, but yeah, it was literally uh, like a Discovery movie or something with tornadoes with sharks in them. And it, I uh, think it was a sci-fi movie, actually. Sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi, yeah. Sorry, Discovery, I didn't mean to throw that on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was an earthquake. It wasn't a Dodger game, though. It was... Um, 
the Dodgers were in the World Series the year prior mm-hmm. in 1988. That's the year they won. In 1989, it was an A's, Oakland A's, San Francisco okay. Giants. It was the Battle of the Bay. So the A's lost the World Series in 88. Then um, then they got into it again in 89. October 17th. So this was uh, minutes before Game 3 started. In fact, um, mm-hmm. Al Michaels and I forget who else, were, were they were live on the air on NBC. They were going over highlights from Game 2. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, I think we're... And then it and then it cuts <laughs> off, and then they come back on. They're like, I don't know if we're on the air. There was no visual, um, so it happened live on the air. It was a six point nine earthquake, which for those of you who aren't earthquake familiar, that's a pretty big earthquake, it is, and yeah. um, it caused significant damage in the Bay Area, including to Candlestick Park, which is where the game was happening in San Francisco, where pieces of the upper deck concrete fell off. Um, so the game was postponed um, out of concerns for the safety of everyone in the ballpark. And they took 11 days off. They eventually played game four. And I believe, I know the A's won it. I think they swept it. I think it was, a they they had won the first two games and then they won the next two. So that made me happy to hear that the Giants <laughs> lost. But yeah, very interesting battle of the Bay. And so it's not like they could go to the other field because it was in Oakland and that I'm sure the Coliseum was affected in some ways. So right. good for you on knowing that one. Yeah. That's a little bit of world series history. There have been um, games that have been rained out or, or delayed for like one, one day because of torrential downpour, but never, never like uh, a natural disaster that caused it like this. Well, good job. So you finished two for five, correct? I did. And yeah, we actually didn't even mention this last week. We were kind of so caught up in cornhole, but um Last week you won, and that gave you a two, or we, we were we were tied at that point. It was seven. Right, to seven. so I was yeah. So, so I think we're tied again. That puts you one ahead, and now we're back, mm-hmm. and we're tied again, eight to eight. And if you enjoy here the competition between John and I, you should check out our cornhole video where we uh, where it, <laughs> you watched it, right, John? I did. It, it was, was good. It was pretty interesting because if we had been going head to head one round at a time, it was actually really close. John ended yeah. up winning 13 to 11, but the whole time it was back and forth. And then you just had a better last round than I did. <laughs> but we're all tied up with eight wins each. And we'll see what happens next week. Next week is our Halloween episode. It is. Yeah. It's yes. a Halloween episode. So just like uh, our previous holiday episodes. Mm-hmm. Fourth of uh, July. Later Kevin's going to do something fun and i'm gonna do something historical (laughs) and you're gonna do something boring i'll do the fun stuff you'll do the boring (laughs) stuff it'll be great (laughs) no yeah no i which i'm excited about because holidays i think get overlooked as like oh there's a lot of history behind this and i don't i don't know a whole i have some vague ideas i'm not gonna get you talking about it because you're gonna end up giving me an answer and we're gonna get you in trouble maybe (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we're going to learn about the history of Halloween. I'm going to be, I have a few ideas, but th- they will be pop culture stuff. You'll get some movies, mm-hmm. some TV shows, things like that. I love Halloween, by the way. I, I, um, I've written a lot of songs about Halloween. I like going big on Halloween decoration. Uh, well, not decoration so much as, um, costumes. I always like doing something creative. I am struggling right now, John, with coming up with a Halloween costume idea. I didn't think I was going to dress up this year, but my uh, Brooke, one of our patrons, my brother's girlfriend, Brooke, uh, invited me to a little uh, family-ish Halloween party. And now I'm like, oh, I need a costume. So I don't know, man, if in the next week or if anyone's listening to this, I have a curly mustache on my face. I wear glasses. Uh, Ideally, I'd like something that lends itself to that. Uh, Do you know who Raleigh Fingers is since we've been talking baseball? No, that's one of my most common, like, oh, you got the Raleigh fingers mustache. He's a former pitcher. He pitched for the Padres, the Brewers and the A's. And he had a curly mustache like mine. I thought maybe this is, maybe I just dress up like an old school A's player and be Raleigh fingers and finally just do it. What about, um, what was the Western that, um, had Val Kilmer in it? Oh, uh, tombstone. Yeah. You could be a cowboy. 
Oh yeah. yeah, look at those good mustaches. I'm currently Googling Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer. Yeah, just Sam Elliott, Bill Sam Elliott, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I normally really like going big for like last year, two mm -hmm. years ago, I was a Pringles. I was the I was literally a Pringles can because the Pringles guy has a mustache on it. So I made this big old Pringles thing and I put my face into it. And I just don't have that kind of time or energy this year <laughs> to go to go big like that. Be a cowboy. Yeah, it might have to be, you know, like everyone's like pirate because I have a, a mustache, but I'm like, that's so plain. I don't know, man. So one year I was an actual mustache. I was just, a, I was like, instead of. <laughs> I think I remember of, that. Yeah, instead of uh, putting, and then, and then fun fact tied back to episode one, when I was on Wipeout, I had to gift, give a gift to Jill, the, the sideline host. And I mm -hmm. gave, I literally gave her that mustache costume. Like it wasn't just for the cameras. She afterwards like asked like, are you really giving this to me? And I was kind of like, yeah, that would be a fun story to tell someday on a podcast. <laughs> I gave her a costume and she, she, uh, I don't, who knows, maybe she used it at a, I, I'm going to, I'm going to like find her on Twitter or something and find out if she ever uh, did anything with that. I'll get her on this podcast and I'll ask her. There we go. There you go. All right, oh. man. So, um, look, so you have a, a joggler to look forward to in the future and Jill mm -hmm. Wagner from Wipeout, hopefully. That's our, <laughs> but if, <laughs> if you have the Twitters or the Instagrams, put it out there and tell them, hey, hey, Jill Wagner, at Jill Wagner, get on the Lack of Genius podcast. All right. So we say, this is where we say au revoir, au, au revoir. Later. Does that mean hello or goodbye? Uh, au revoir is goodbye. And I just butchered that, so. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars from Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. Nobody took me except University of Laverne, and that's where I went, baby.